Welcome back to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling and I will be your host. Today is March 22nd and we are a little over a week before opening day on April 1st. I have my good friend Sam Ladd here. We're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming baseball season, discuss a few uh, debates going on within Major League Baseball today. So let's get into it. So this season, the LA Dodgers will have a total payroll of around $240 million. Yet, the Cleveland Indians, Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Baltimore Orioles will have a total team payroll of under $40 million. Do you think Major League Baseball needs to create a salary floor or a salary cap? First of all, Jace, what's going on? Happy to be here. Um, <coughs> as far as... So I think there's a couple ways you can go about it. I think if you're looking at it from a growing the game perspective, which I think is the goal of MLB, looking at their uh, past decisions with as far as like speeding the game, pace of play, I think that a salary cap would just completely go against that because the casual Major League Baseball fan is going to tune in to see the Dodgers play this season. They're going to tune in to see the Padres play. They're going to see the Mets, the Yankees. So it's not really that much a problem if there's teams that can't just can't compete based off payroll. But from someone, the casual fan, like my perspective, I want all teams, more teams to be competitive because it's, it isn't quite as fun, you know, during the season when you have, um, you only got four teams, you know, yeah. running, yeah. you know. So I think, personally, I think that a, a salary floor, I like better than a cap, but I have absolutely no idea, no idea how you would enforce that. Yeah, so I think a salary cap, I think that would be one of the dumbest things because we've got the Chicago Cubs, the New York Yankees, Los Angeles Dodgers, they have their own TV networks. Mm-hmm. That should be rewarded. It should be rewarded for the teams that sell out 40,000 fans a day. Of course. I mean... It costs a hundred. On average, it costs a hundred and five bucks for a game at Wrigley Field for one person. I mean, that should be that should be rewarded by being able to sign these big time guys and have payrolls over two hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean, the Pittsburgh Pirates, like I said, the Pirates, Orioles, Indians. Um, I mean, they they can't have payrolls under forty million dollars. I mean, it's just I don't know how you. I mean, it's embarrassing, quite honestly. I was a fan of it. I'd just be pissed off because. I mean, Trevor Bauer's getting paid. Yeah. What is he getting paid more he's, this he's, year? He's getting paid like I think forty-one or forty-two million this year. I mean, I that's mean, more than teams. I don't know how you even <coughs> like. There's so many free agents. I don't know how you roll out of bed with one of these franchises and just yeah, we'll just spend this little money. I don't get it because what were the three pirates? Pirates, Indians. Orioles, and I said Indians, but let me check. Let me check. So the Indians, I mean, because they yeah, had Indians. the recent success. So I guess it's kind of like their first year. You know, they just got rid of Lindor. Uh, you know, some big name pitchers are kind of leaving. It's like I feel like that's kind of their first year into that like group of you know, of the worst of the worst. But like the Pirates and the Orioles, my God, I mean they have been so bad for so long. Well, like I think the people that say a salary crap should be implemented are the people that think the the people that think these teams that are p- paying all this money having payrolls over two hundred million dollars are the teams that are going to consistently win. Yeah, they're going to win their division. Like look at the Dodgers. They've won their division eight, eight out of the past ten seasons, something like that. It's crazy. But they just won their first World Series last right. year. It depends on how you look at it. Is it a, winning a division important, or is it winning a championship? Because if it's just, you know, if you're looking at it from a division perspective, well, then, yeah, it's kind of boring. You know, and, and the teams in the West don't really have much of a shot just because, uh, besides the Padres this year, which kind of like, which finally um, 
stepped up to the plate, but now, you know, they're spending just as much money as the, uh, the Dodgers. So it's, it, it gets into that idea of where like a world series is hard to win regardless of payroll. I mean, we just saw what the fucking the, uh, the, um, the Rays. The, and the, okay. and I was going to bring that Dodgers. up. I was going to bring that up here in a second, but no, to me, Winning a division is really nothing if you don't have the if you're not going to be in contention for the World Series. Like so, let's look at the Cardinals and Cubs. Whoever wins the NL Central this year, I mean, they have no shot. They're going to they're going to get swept in the first round because we have the Pod, we have the Padres, we got the Braves, we got the Dodgers. Those three are heads and toes above every team in the NL Central. Okay, the Cardinals, they're pretty decent. I'll give them that. But I think if you're not going to win the division, I mean, if you're not going to win the pennant or go to the NLCS or ALCS. I think it's really pointless just to continually win your division if you have no shot at the World Series. And that's where, so as a Cardinals fan, before Nolan came, I was like, what are we doing? Why don't we just sell? Why don't we just, why don't we say we're selling and rebuild, retool, get rid of some, you know, there's a couple guys that are coming off the books next year. Why don't we just do that? But um, obviously with Nolan, things change a little bit. But um, that's where the, that salary floor comes in as a problem because then teams can't really tank. I don't, well, yeah, I mean, we don't want teams to tank though. Like yeah, we'll I don't, have guys. We'll have teams that will let go of guys, like build up their farm system through trades. But I mean, you can't consistently try to get a top three pick. I mean, and like I, personally, I don't think a top three pick means you're going to have a top farm system anyway. No. But I don't. I don't know. It, tanking in baseball is a different than taking you know in any other sport because in any other sport you draft a guy number one, he's going to be you know in the yeah. NBA you draft a guy yeah. one one, he's going to be the face of the franchise. Look at, like, Brady Aiken, Mark Appel from just a few years right. ago. Like, you know. I mean, they're, like, they're working at Walmart now. Yeah, exactly. So it's, what would your definition of tanking be for an MLB team, then, while we're on this topic? So, basically, okay, so, you remember back in 2011, 2012, when Theo Epstein first came to the Cubs? Uh-huh. So, we we were starting Donnier Navarro at catcher, uh-huh. and we had Scott Feldman, Scott uh, Scott Baker, all these guys in our like guys who wouldn't start on major league teams. If we have a twenty-five man roster full of those guys, and we're consistently losing ninety-five to hundred games, that's what I consider tanking. Okay. Of course, it worked for the Cubs. Exactly. So I'm not going to complain there, but I mean, as an overall, not just a fan, I think tanking is terrible for baseball. See, I don't know because the big market teams aren't going to tank. Like the yeah. Dodgers, you're not going to see the Dodgers. Or the Yankees, or the Mets, or any of them tank. The, the Mets, the Mets kind of tanks for a few years. Yeah, I could, I could see you with that, but they still, I don't know. I feel like what, because like what other option? What would the Cubs have done if they didn't go through that complete rebuild, that complete tank? They would have still just been stuck, you know, just an average team. And that's kind of where um, I feel like a lot of these teams that aren't don't have the biggest like fan draw are just kind of they're just kind of stuck there, like the, like the Seattle Mariners of the world. Like, who's hearing about them? You know, yeah. they're just. They're not doing anything. It's almost like it's kind of like the Car- the Cardinals. It's an interesting thing talking about them as a Cardinals fan. We're always like in the mix. They're always expecting to win a division every year, and I don't know how it's possible that every single year you know you can be right in it. But well, I mean you know, that's good management. But you know every team. What I'm saying is that every team can't do that though. That's it's part of its luck. Part of its you know front office management, drafting well, scouting well. But obviously that if every team could do that, you know we would be having this conversation. So I'm actually not opposed to tanking. I think, you know, hit the reset button. I think, like, two years max. Okay, so kind of like the luxury tax. It could be a luxury tax. Because the luxury tax is if you're over a certain amount, 
you pay like a 5% of your payroll and then the second year's 15% and then the third year some crazy amount you have to yeah. pay to Major League Baseball. So you're thinking that you could do that for salary floor. So like if you're under, if you're under, let's say $50 million for more than two years, then you start paying Major League Baseball money. That logic's there, but it also is like, I don't, like, like should you be for, having to force these people? I mean, I guess you're forcing them not to spend money in one way. So yeah, I, I agree. I would be fine with that, but MLB would never do that. They don't, I don't think, unless, unless it got to the point where someone's, a team was paying $20 million only, you know, I think we're, um, I think we're at the point now where, like those teams at forty million can last, especially smaller market teams. I think, if, I think if a big market team was to do something like this, it would be a, a lot bigger than the, the Dodgers. If let's say the Yankees for some reason, if they were, or we can use the Red Sox actually, actually, because they haven't been too well. If the Red Sox in the next few years just cut their payroll completely, I think you know a huge market team. I think that that salary floor that uh, tax could come into play. But, you know, with little teams like the Pirates and the Orioles, I don't think that yeah. really comes up. I mean, and then to help your argument, I mean, money doesn't always... Money's not always everything. I mean, like you said, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes. They had a 28... They had like a $28 million payroll last year. It's all about the morale of the team, the management in the front office, the manager in the in the dugout. Yep. I mean, it's all it's all about that. Oakland A's, too. Moneyball, yeah. based off that whole... And they're, they're still... I mean, they got Matt Chapman. They got they got a great team, it's, and they're just putting nobodies together. They they pick up veteran contracts and you know put, piece a team together somehow. So it's payroll isn't everything, but it obviously is a lot, especially for a team like the Dodgers who doesn't even have to you know they can just throw money at someone. They don't even have to really yeah think about like oh if we give Trevor Bauer an extra ten million a year, you know where's that going to come yeah. out of? You well, know? I was actually listening to a podcast with Rachel Luba, Trevor Bauer's yeah. agent, uh-huh. and I guess when. Bryce Harper was a free agent. They offered him, like, a sh- really short-term deal, but for a lot of money each year. So kind of like the Trevor Bauer deal. Uh-huh. I think it was, like, three years, $47 million each season. Mm-hmm. Instead of signing the – well, I think he signed a 12-year deal or 13-year deal with Philly. I don't know. I mean, the Dodgers, is, they always have these good prospects that they just pull out of nowhere. Like, a guy I'm going to have on the podcast in a few weeks, Ryan Pepio. Third-round pick out of Butler. No one even heard who this guy is. Mm-hmm. And here he is last year, first year in – First full season out of college, and he's pitching at the alt site, striking out Cody Bellinger, Gavin Lux, all those guys. Yeah, they had who were their youngies? They had, they had Will Smith come up, and he's awesome. Uh, there was a couple, Gavin Lux. Yes, thank you. Um, there was the Dustin May, mm, yeah, Gonslin. There's all these guys. It's like that's what the craziest thing is that they actually have drafted well, and they've and that they just keep. I mean, they got these young guys that just keep coming and coming to the point where you know guys like Kike Hernandez came and like get on the field. Got to be. Can't yeah. even be re-signed. It's he signed with Boston, right? Yeah, he's with them now. But no, it's just crazy. Like the Dodgers are pretty much the only team in baseball that can do that. Yeah, I mean, they are like that right now. Teams I, can do that, but they're the only team that are like that right now. Would you say the Yankees? The Yankees kind of were. They have an okay farm system right now. Maybe it's kind of. But I mean, Houston. Uh, for a while, I thought Houston and Chicago. I thought those two teams were going to consistently have these guys have a have dynasties and, and face each other in the World Series at some point. But I mean, after the Cubs won the World Series, where do you say the turning point for the Cubs was when they? Because now it's like okay. they're just stuck in the in the hunt for the NL Central the compared di- to being you know front runners. The day we traded Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease for Jose Quintana, I was sitting down at, at my parents' restaurant with my dad, and I got the update on my phone. Mm-hmm. I said Theo Epstein just made the biggest mistake he's ever going to make as a Chicago Cub. That was I think that was a turning point. 
Um, Eloy Jimenez, stud, hit 30 home runs last year. Dylan Cease, going to be a two to three, uh, he'll be a two or three uh, uh, pitcher in almost every rotation in baseball. Mm -hmm. He throws 100 miles an hour. Guy's a stud. I think that was a turning point for the Chicago Cubs. But Quintana wasn't terrible. I mean, he was serviceable. He was a good... Where's he now? Is he still with the Cubs? No, he signed with Anaheim this, this um, okay. offseason. Because he was never uh, bad. He never, had, he, had never ER, he never had an ERA under four for the Chicago Cubs. He was that bad? <clears throat> he wasn't that good in the White Sox. Yeah. He was a number two behind Sale. But, I mean, I think he made one all-star team. I, I actually think he had one season where he had like a 3.2 ERA, which is solid. But besides that, he hasn't had good seasons. Yeah. Where did... So, if we're looking at that Cubs World Series win, that rotation, where did it just disappear to? Because well, Hendricks has left. Arietta is, I guess he's back now, but he's basically gone. Yeah, I mean, Arietta, he should have stayed in Chicago. That's where he had his best years. I mean, he, he doesn't very good in Philly. Um, Hendricks still there, one of, a top 10 pitcher in baseball. Mm-hmm. I think he finished third in the Cy Young last year. And he always will be up there. He's a, he's a decent pitcher, well, more than decent. Um, Lester, I mean, one of the best. <coughs> One of the best pitchers in Chicago Cubs history. Like, when it comes to, like, just historical things that have happened. They'll eventually retire his number with Kerry Wood, 34. Mm. But um, John Lackey retired that year. Um, our, man, I forget who our fifth starter was that year. Jason Hamill. Jason Hamill left. Yeah. Um, no, we just really, we never really. Maybe maybe it's just that team was just, you know, there's kind of just the luck of things. Just, you know, that. Yeah, like that combination team, of that all the team, time not winning. And yeah, that team was built for to win that year and in 17. We could have won in 17 again. We had a great season in 17, just didn't work out. I think Fowler leaving, that was the reason the Cubs didn't win in 17. Because we had no leadoff man. We started with Schwarber as leadoff guy. And then midway through the year, Madden started switching it up. We had different guys hitting in the leadoff spot. I believe Schwarber hit like 220 in the leadoff spot. I mean, you can't do that. I know. I I love Schwarber. Then even not only because he's from IU here, but I, I I always loved his swing. I loved watching. Yeah. Him. I still remember that bomb he hit off Kevin Segrist. They put on top of the uh, yeah. The uh, that was the that video was a screen. good day. That was a moonshot. That was a good day. But okay, so let's move into Hall of Fame talks. All right. So question two. It's a two-parter. Next year will be Barry Bonds' final year on the regular Hall of Fame ballot. Although his chances are very slim, what do you believe? Do you believe he belongs in Cooperstown? And then also, A. Rod and David Ortiz—it'll be their first year on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Do you think either of them get in next year, and why? With Barry, he. So what did he end at this year? What was his? He was like at, wasn't he close to seventy? Uh, no, I, I think he was in the fifties. Was he? Um, was it? Who was the PED? Was it, was it Clemens, maybe, that was right up there? Yeah, Clemens was close. Clemens was close. And then, uh, well, Mike Piazza made it a few years ago, and he had PED, PED um, suspicions. Did Pop ever do PEDs? Um, there was a few people that said he did, but he never tested positive, I don't believe. Okay. so I mean, A-Rod did it multiple Yeah, times. of course. Um, so for Barry, I don't think he's going to make it. I think these the baseball writers, the, the ones who are voting, I think at this point the PED... Anyone who was associated with that era is just kind of blackballed from baseball. Yeah, which makes no like makes no sense to me. I believe all those guys deserve in the Hall of Fame. Do you think they should be in the Hall of Fame straight up, or they should be in there with some sort of like asterisk, like hey, these these? What's, what's an asterisk going to do? They're in the Hall of Fame. They're in the Hall of Fame. I kind of think that there should be 
like one section of them, or maybe like in parentheses, like PED or something or suspension. Well, I every don't... fan's gonna know if they see Barry Bonds plaque in Cooperstown, they're gonna know. Oh, well, he took PEDs. So everyone's gonna have their own opinion on it when they go to Cooperstown. Same way when Pete Rose, when Pete Rose dies, MLB's gonna put him in the Hall of Fame. There's gonna be people that no still. No way. I. I believe so, 100%. Dude, he can't, I don't even think he can attend a Reds game anymore. I, I 100% think as soon as Pete Rose passes away, they're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. It's a sad thing, but, I mean, I believe so. I, I don't it's, I don't think Barry – I think it's almost no question that he won't get in. But I, I'm fine with it either way, quite frankly. I think that if he were to – I'd be just fine if he got in. I understand. I mean, I mean his numbers are insane. He's got one of the best-looking swings in the game. I mean, he's iconic. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to go down that road, then all these other PEDs guys have to come along with him. And that I think that opens up a floodgate that may be oh, know, no, I think, a problem. I think Sosa, Clemens, McGuire, I think all those guys deserve in the Hall of Fame. If it wasn't for Sosa and McGuire in 98, I mean, that's what brought back baseball. No, it, it's, it was a good thing for the game, but, you know, it's not how they wanted it. Maybe I, it... it this is one of the more tough subjects because I think baseball rides are never going to. I mean, they're so stuck up. I mean, didn't someone turn an empty ballot this year? Yeah, there was someone. It's, who, that that was stupid. I just it, it, that whole like context of voting in that like club, like it's like so elite, and it's like they're never gonna like just vote like a casual fan would. Like, oh, I love Barry; he was great. So it's talking to them and reasoning with them. I feel like is just like complete. You're just not going to get anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I I think Bonds and I think them will have a good shot on the veterans ballot. Yeah, because that's how like that's how Ron Sando got in. I mean, he wasn't PEDs, of course, but that's how a lot of people are getting in when they are past their ten years or don't get seventy five percent. So along that same, I think A Rod, there's not a chance in the world he gets in. Um, his PED was you know one of the biggest. It was it was just up there you know with McGuire and Sosa. He, it was. So, everyone who knows Alex Rodriguez knows about the PEDs. Yeah. That, the difference is, though, everyone was doing it in the 90s when McGuire, Sosa, Bonds were doing it. A-Rod, there were still a lot of people who did it, but not as much. Yeah, it was, it was more That's how those guys stayed competitive. Yeah. So, I don't think he gets in. Uh, I don't think it's even close. I think he'll just hang around, like, the, the 30s or so. Um, as far as Poppy, I mean... I mean, I, I would put him in. I mean, I I love Poppy. I've watched him. I mean, he's an insane he's hitter. A, what is he? A three-time World Series champion? Was it three? Was he? Did he? Was he on the two thousand four team? Because I know he was on the thirteen and was seven. He? I mean, thirteen. He beat your Cardinals. Yes. I mean, he. What was he? He was he was early forties, and he was still you know hitting balls out. He was still taking good swings. He's. I mean. he's fat out of shape and he's still got one of the best swings in the game yeah i loved watching poppy i think he should for sure be in there i again i got no idea what the baseball writers of the world think i mean 541 home runs i mean in his career i mean at one point 500 home runs was a mark like the 3000 hits club like 500 home runs means you're pretty much automatic hall of fame yeah i mean almost 2500 hits i mean that's not great what was his career average um let's look 286 there? Yeah, 286. Almost 2,000 RBIs. I mean, almost 1,800. But still, though, 2,000 I mean, RBIs has only can, been reached by a few people. I mean, people. he can hit, and he can hit. and I mean, he could get out there today, and he could still hit. Yeah. He, he is such a pure hitter. 
just from a visual standpoint, his swing, he could go in in my Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I believe he'll make it next. Maybe not next year, but year two or three. It depends who else is on the ballot next year. What other big names are coming? Those, those, A-Rod and David Ortiz are the two biggest those names. Those are two. So, I mean, you got this year's ballot. So, Bonds, I, f- I forget who else is going to be on it. But, I mean, Ortiz and A-Rod are the two biggest names coming. Yeah. So, I feel like well, he might make it this year, actually. Because, I mean, they'll have no one else to vote for. Yeah, the whole, I don't know, the Baseball Hall of Fame is so, it's just, it's just so difficult. It can't, like, just vote, they get, you have to be a writer, a club, I don't know. I feel like it's almost tarnished because it's such, like, like the, the, um, like the noise behind it, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it can't, it's not, like, set in stone, like, oh, he was voted in for sure. It's like, oh, well. Like, he'll, he'll definitely be, like, a borderline, like, if he makes it, it'll be, like, 77%. Or, yeah. It'll be something like that. All right, so this year, MLB decided to bring back no DH in the National League. Mm-hmm. Last year, they had a DH. Offense mm-hmm. was a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think the MLB made the wrong decision? Do you think there should be a DH in the National League? So I'm going to go about this from a couple a couple viewpoints. From a card pure Cardinals fan perspective, I wish so badly, and a Matt Carpenter fan, a huge Matt Carpenter fan. I wish so badly there'd be a DH because I could watch him in the lineup every day. Yeah. From MLB's perspective, in terms of growing the game, which as I mentioned before, a lot of their actions speak that they want to do that. There should 100% be a DH because because more hits, better offense. Yeah. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to watch a wasted at bat every three innings. But from a pure a purist standpoint, which I think I am, and watching National League baseball. I like having the pitcher in the nine hole. I want. Yeah. I like the double switches. I like the the uh, the, the game that comes in. It's it's almost the manager means a little bit more in the in the um, in the American League. The pinch hitter doesn't really mean anything because you yeah. got your nine best hitters yeah. in there. Yeah. But I think it's just so dumb that they didn't bring it back. It was right there. They could have easily just yeah. said we're going to do it. And I know. I mean, because like Rob Manfred wants all these young fans to be be baseball fans like their parents, like their grandparents. And, I mean, that means more action. Kids nowadays, they want more action. Mm-hmm. And last year, I mean, it was a 60-game season, but percentage-wise, there was more home runs hit, there was more RBIs, more runs. Yes. I don't know. I, I, yes, I feel like there should be a DH, but also, like you said, I like, I like seeing the pitcher. I like seeing the double switches. Like, I love seeing the pitcher bat eighth. Yeah, I love that. I do too. You put your best hitter at number two, so basically after your pitcher hits, your nine hitter is basically your leadoff guy. Mm-hmm. And you're just you're number two, number three. They're getting more at bats than what they would be at number three and number four. Tony Larusa um, would bat the pitcher seventh occasionally later in the, his Cardinals career. Um, but I just don't, I think you know there was such talk about it before the COVID season in 2020, and it, it would have been so difficult. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, well, we, let's just do it. It's, it happened. It was awesome. But now it's like, why I don't get because now you're basically just back to scratch. Back to stage one. It's like, oh, we have to go through this and this. We can't yeah. just easily. Just doesn't doesn't make sense. No, it makes absolutely no sense. I think it, it just could have been so easy, and now it's it is just a back to another. But speaking of twenty twenty changes, did you like the playoffs with the with no. the eight teams? No, absolutely not. Really, I think that if you play well in a hundred in a sixty game season, that was fine. But in a hundred sixty two game season, when you're it's a marathon, and you are one of those best best five teams mm-hmm. I think you deserve a better shot than being oh you lose two games you're out 
I agree with that. But boy, was watching the Marlins in there sneak in there with Sixto Sanchez and uh, oh, and then beat the Alcantara. Cubs. Yeah, that, we scored one run that series. You can't tell me that wasn't for for MLB. That wasn't a little exciting. That you know, the team out of nowhere. Maybe maybe another wild card. Did the Orioles sneak into that playoffs? Am I crazy? Uh, Orioles had like 102 losses. I mean, not 100. They were the one of the worst teams in baseball. Who would have had 100 and some losses? Who was the team that snuck in in the AL that was just terrible? I don't know. I gotta look this up because there was a. I remember there was a team. There was a below five hundred team. No, but I mean, I think in a hundred sixty-two game season, you need to have a shot than just to have two bad games and then automatically you're swept and you're out. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. Was it the like the even the wild card series? I would like to see that go to three games instead of just a one game playoff. Ooh, I don't know though because I mean, when I think of the wild card, I think of the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, Reds. Cueto on the mound, that intensity. Oh, yeah, it's great. Great intensity. I don't know. Like You got to have some sort of excitement, though. It can't just be the best team always wins. Well, I know, but, I mean, it's still a three-game series, though. I mean, it's not like the it's not like the L.A. Dodgers are going to sweep every team because they're the best team in baseball. Yeah. In a three-game series. I, I, li- I really like the one-game series. I think they're absolutely electric. I think for, you know, the casual baseball fan who maybe won't even start really watching – playoffs until you know get to the the uh the, to the pennants it, it was um i mean those one game series are just the best right off the season you got teams that just barely made it in there they were probably having to compete in once in game 162 and then they flip around a few days later and play in a competitive wild card game i think when did they add that so, second wild card team uh, that was 14, 13. It was earlier in the 2010s because I mean I felt like the Reds were in it every year. Yes, I felt like the Reds were in it every year with Phillips, Votto. I think it was the first guys. year they did it. When did the Royals win the World Series? Because I remember they yeah. played the A's in that game. Royals played was in 15. That... Royals won in 15 the year before the Cubs won. But there was the, there was a wild card before that. There was didn't a... the Royals win a second time before? No, the, the Royals that was Only their won? first. That was their first World Series. Yeah. Because I just remember that that game versus the A's, Salvi Perez hit one down the third base line to win it, and then they went, ended up going the distance to win. But that was—I don't know why I'm thinking that's like the first game. But I mean, I think that addition, that one more team addition, is great. I don't know. I think that. Well, it was more than one team, though. It was—it went from five to eight. I'm talking about the addition of just the uh, just that second wild card team. Oh, okay. I see what you yeah. mean. I see what you mean. I think even a third wild card team would be great. And make it a, I don't know, I guess I don't know how you would form You could put, like, the one seed, give them a bye, two, three, play each other, winner plays the well, one. Two and six would play each other. Ah, shoot. Yeah, I, would I, have to, I would have to sit that down and yeah. write it down and think about it. But well, I, I, I think, the, honestly, the more teams you throw in the playoffs, the better. I, I was very, very skeptical about this um, eight-team, I guess, 16-team playoff last year. I was like, this is just... Because, I mean, that's more than half the that's more I know. Than half the league making it. But, I mean, it was just so much more fun. But to the, there were so many more games yeah. during the day. It was... Yeah, again, though, like, I mean, that that could help um, stop tanking because these teams, like, the Pirates could see themselves with a shot at number eight and making the playoffs. So I guess I, I, I could see that happening. But this year with the wild card being one game, if they don't change the playoffs and it's going to be a five-team playoffs, I mean... What happens to the Dodgers or Padres, whoever doesn't win the West, and they get stuck in a one-game playoff? One of them's going to get stuck there right now. I mean, well, I know, it, man. That just that just that doesn't terrible. sit well. No, because let's say the Dodgers win, and the Padres, and the Padres are in the, in the wild Padres card. have to throw out, throw out Darvish for the wild card game, or someone else, or Snell, Snellzilla, and then whoever whoever doesn't start whoever starts that game, if they do win, 
they're already a pitcher down starting their number two against the other team's number one. Well, yeah. I mean, when they when they're gonna, they're going to win ninety five games this year, they're, yeah. they're going to be the second best yeah. team in baseball. You think so? I honestly think they're going to win the NL West. Really? Yeah. I think there's no chance they win it. Oh, what? I I think the Padres are going to win the NL West. I think my my pick to click one. I think uh, an MVP sleeper would be Manny from the Manny Machado, of course, for uh, out of the third baseman of the Padres. I think he is severely underrated, especially in the in the league where there's tons and tons of great third basemen. But I do not see. I don't see how the. I don't. I will never bet against the Dodgers. I will never. I would much rather go down picking them to win than picking someone else. All right, so let's get into the rest of your predictions for this season. So let's hear your division winners for every league, for every division in each league. Okay. The NL AL champions, the World Series winner, and then MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year for each league. All right, so let's go division by division. Let me pull up here. Let me get the MLB app going. Make sure. I'll start. Let's start in the Central. For AL or NL? Uh, let's go. You want to break down the NL? Since that's, we know actually, a bit more? that's actually a part of the thing I wanted to bring up later okay. on. Like, bring, uh, break down each team. Yeah, because I could... Let's start. Let's go to the AL. Just, uh... AL Central? Sure. All right, I got your boy Tony La Russa taking the White Sox. Actually, to the World Series. You think they go to the World Series? I do. I think they're going to the World Series. Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez. They got a, a bunch of studs in their rotation. Yuan Moncada. He's like... A, he's a top five favorite for the MVP this year. I think... I like them a lot. What about the Twins? Twins were going to win the wild card. I think... Twins lineup, though, is one of the scariest yes. looking. Yeah? You're not wrong. And, I mean, what? I mean, I think the White Sox also... Um, who else is in there? I mean, Tigers, Royals ain't going to do anything. I mean, I, I'm going to say, though, I think Tony La Russa was a terrible hire for them. Really? Yeah. He's so old. And this team is so young. They have a bunch of per- different personalities on this team. I mean, look at Tim Anderson flipping bats. Tony La Russa's not into that. I'm not into that. Oh, I love that. I think that's great for the game. Really? I don't... Yeah. Tim Anderson's known for that bat flip. Well, yeah. Just like Wilson Contreras last year, he flipped that bat that went higher yes. than the ball. I mean, people know it that's is, Wilson Contreras. It is good for the game. And, like, especially, like, now, like, in college baseball, like, every time a pitcher records a strikeout to end the inning, they're, like, yelling at the other dugout. Pers- like it's good, like you know, like Instagram and Twitter, and for casual people to see. But personally, I'm that's like, how you grow the game. I know and that's where the younger generation is at, and I accept that. But like for me, it's like, oh, I do not like that at oh, all. I love that, and I know I'm in the minority big time. And maybe, maybe it's because I'm a Cardinals fan. Have and, fun, and there's that kind of that little bit of arrogance to it. But I, I don't know. Even like, like for example, like uh, I mean, like, St. Louis and the Cardinals—they're kind of boring. I'll give you that. Oh, okay. Here we go again. <laughs> But, like, even guys like, like Soto or Acuna who, like, are awesome to watch. Like, I can't stand when Soto does a Soto shuffle or, or Acuna's yelling at some pitcher or whatever. I can't stand any of that. Oh, I love that. Like, I think that's, like, remember Big Z, Carlos Zambrano for the Chicago Cubs? Oh, I did love him. Though. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> I like the more the anger. Well, because I think maybe because I'm partly an angry guy here. I think I like, I like, because I, when I played, I'd be pissed at the world. But I don't, I don't know, the bat flipping and so, all of like, that. I think it's good to have a mix of both. I mean, like. I'll just talk about the Cubs because I mean I, the Cubs is what I know most. Anthony Rizzo, he'll he'll never do a bat flip in his life. He'll hit that lefty home run. He'll bat, f- put the bat on the ground. He has the same he has the same thing every time. Yeah. But then you'll have Javi. He'll flip a bat on a ball that only goes three eighty, and the mm-hmm. center fielder catches it. I don't know. I think it's great to have a good mix. Yeah, it definitely is. If you know, because more because I'm I know for a fact I'm in the minority when it comes to that stuff. But it just does not sit well with me. I don't even know why. It just. 
I don't know. It's just like, like come on, dude. Players, players showing off their personality is the way I see it. So, like, Ian Happ, he'll hit a home run, won't have a smile on his face. He'll have a grunt, like, a frown on his face and the entire trip around the bases. Uh-huh. And like I said, Contreras, he'll be pounding his chest, looking, like, pointing at a Venezuelan flag in the bleachers. Uh-huh. He'll be doing all that stuff just to show off his personality. But... On the same topic, I was actually just kind of running through the list of players that show a lot of emotion. Trevor Bauer, I love what he does, but but I think it's because so you're contradicting I, yourself. But right? I feel like what he does is more like competitive. I don't know. I feel like there's some like he's not doing it like every pitch. No, but and I feel like you know. Well, I, I mean, he did close. He did pitch with one eye in spring training just to prove a point. I mean, that was just a. I mean, that was kind of stupid. Yeah, I don't. I, that was kind of douchey. But. um... Like I, feel, I don't know. I feel like the Javi buys the Juan Sotos. They're flipping it. They're pimping everything. Not yeah. every like. I mean, there's sometimes Javi just puts the bat down and just goes on to goes on to first base, run the bases. Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe maybe just because I don't like the like Juan Soto and Javi Baez are my favorite players. Like I like watching them, and I do I do enjoy Bauer. I think he's fun. But like speaking of like growing personalities like he's done a great job of that on YouTube and everything I mean well yeah that's what actually like that's what me as an agent like that's what I want to do with these MLB guys that's why I want to get certified in the MLB yeah there was absolutely there was um, I I know you don't watch golf but I'm a huge golf fan there was a a big tournament this weekend there was a clip that came out of two players uh, just talking one of them accidentally hit to a group in front of him and they hit it to kind of an angry guy and the two of them were just talking like oh he's the worst He's he's the most angry guy one of the players said, I think he tries to flirt with my girlfriend. It's like, that stuff is awesome. That yeah. like, These are actually, like, humans. And yeah. baseball could do so much better of a job. And, they're st- I mean, it's starting to happen, like, guys like yeah. Bauer. I mean, like, the NBA, NFL, they're so far ahead of Major League Baseball. Yes. I actually, I'm planning on having, like, a, a single episode just talking about player branding in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. in, in about Jude. Like, I don't know, that's just a big thing that I believe in. Like, Scott Boris, great agent, one of the best agents baseball's ever had. But he doesn't brand his players. Yeah. Like, his player... I mean, it's, that might not be his job, but a lot of his players are, like, they just go out, they play ball, and they don't they don't have the, the social media following or the fan following as what a lot of the NBA and NFL stars do. Well, if he's doing that player branding, does that kind of... Because the whole thing about Scott Boris, that he's this hard-nosed guy, yeah. does that kind of, like, diminish if well, he's... Well, yeah, I mean, these players that he represents could have other companies doing that for him. I mean, Scott Boris is an extreme negotiator, so maybe he doesn't want to deal with that. He obviously doesn't. Mm. Old school guy. That's what a lot of these MLB agents are, is old school guys. Yeah. I think in the next 10 years or so, when you get a lot of these younger agents going and working for Major League Baseball, I feel like you're going to get a lot more of that, like Rachel Luba and Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I just... I feel like you can't... You can't be a great agent, and obviously this is more up your alley. How could... Scott, like the Scott Boris's, the super agents, the hard-nosed guys, the great negotiators. How could they do that and then hop on a YouTube channel like the next day? And like, well, not Scott. The... Scott Boris wouldn't be the one on the YouTube channel. No, I It'd know be his 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 clients. But how could he represent someone that's kind of almost clowning around on YouTube, but then go and say, "Hey, this is my boy right here. He needs." Well, I mean, Scott Boris represents guys who do that anyway. He, I believe, he represents Carlos Correa. Correa has a personality. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the it's the players. It's the the players should do it with an age with advice from an agent or a marketing manager. It's it's it definitely so Scott, unexplored territory. Yeah, Scott Boris should help them with the resources and stuff like that. But Scott Boris 
Scott Boris doesn't have to be in it at all. He can just be the guy that helps him set it up. Yeah. Or if yeah. they want to hire a separate company, which that happens a lot in the NFL, NBA. Because mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these NBA, NFL agents, they do that. Yeah. They true. do, but they do all their they do all those services for their clients. Yeah. But, and I see what you mean. I don't know. I just feel like baseball needs more more players like Trevor Bauer to vlog a celebration or vlog the spring training. Just get more content out to fans. Yeah, no, more content is definitely the name of the game at this point. All right, well, let's actually get back to our predictions. We're kind mm-hmm. of off topic. But for the AL Central, like I said, I got the White Sox. I'm with you on the White Sox. AL West, Anaheim Angels. Ooh, over Houston, over Oakland. Yeah. O- the- I think Oakland and Minnesota will be the two wildcard teams. But Anaheim, I oh, think... Oh, wait a minute. You said... So you don't think the... All right, let's go. Let's go division oh, winners oh, first. Oh shoot, no. Let's go no. division winners first, and then we'll circle back to the wild card. Actually, okay, yeah. So, wild. so we got we got the Twins in the Central. Number one, you have the A's. No, I, I got the. Or sorry, the White Sox. White Sox AL Central, Angels AL West, Yankees AL East. Okay. So I have White Sox in Central. I think I like Houston still, in the AL. I don't know. Let's let's go. Let's get into that here. So I'm looking right now at Houston's lineup. Uh, this is Roto Champ just projections here. You've got Altuve, Correa, Michael Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Gurriel. The familiar faces. They always seem to put it together. And then the starters. You got Granky McCullers uh, at up top. Oda Rizzi's in there. Um, it's like that. That name. Those names don't light up to anything. But let me go to the Angels here. Well, the Angels. I mean. Madden already said Shohei Otani's going to be getting as many at-bats as possible this year. Yeah. Mike Trout, best player in baseball. Anthony Rendon just signed last year with the Angels. But listen, I mean, listen to this uh, rotation here. Andrew Haney, Dylan Bundy, Jose Quintana, Alex Cobb, and Shohei Otani. Alex Cobb was a decent pitcher just a few years ago. Jose oh, Quintana, dude. I know I hit on him earlier, but he's a decent number three. Andrew Haney, or I guess I guess Shohei's their ace. If Is he even good to pitch this year? I believe so. I believe Matt. I was listening to a, an interview with Madden earlier, and he said he's going to pitch as much as possible and get as many at bats as possible. But I mean, they got no pitching, and they have no pass. I don't know. It's just Madden will make it work. Yeah, he's got Dexter Fowler now. His here you go, we go. Uh, you know I can't stand Dexter. Oh, I love Dexter Fowler. He might have sucked in St. Louis, but he was good in Chicago. I think also the A. I I think I would take the A's over the Angels potentially. Nah, I think, I don't know. I think Joe Madden's going to make this team mesh really well. Joe Madden's done well with teams that don't have the best talent in the past. Yeah. Tampa Bay in 08. I mean, no, I see it. But I, I, I again, like, kind of going back to how I said I wouldn't bet against the Dodgers, I don't think I can bet on the Angels just based on, I mean, they've had the best player in, in the league, one of the best players yeah. ever, I mean, and they, he's, they've done nothing. He's got to start making the playoffs soon. I mean, he's, gonna, he's wasting his career in Anaheim. He signed a 13-year deal just a few years ago. Eh, money talks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I All right, know. and then so we'll go to the AL East, where who who would be competing with the Yankees? It'd be the Blue Jays and, and the Tampa. Rays. Yeah, Tampa's still a great team, even after trading Snell. Toronto, they're up and coming. They got Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette, uh, yes. Guriel. They got Re- they got Ryu. He was a good yeah pickup. The Rays, um, yeah, you know, got my boy Kevin Kiermaier in center field. The Rays, um, I. Absolutely, I think I'm thinking this is jumping ahead, but I am just going to get this out here. I think Arozarena, one of my big predictions is he's going to have 
a bad year compared to what these people are projecting. Well, yeah, because I mean, after you hit what eight home runs in the in the playoffs, have a absolutely amazing uh, just postseason run. I mean, your expectations for the next year are just they're overhyped. Yes. So much. I don't think I don't know if anyone really thinks he'll meet those expectations because those are obviously unheard of. But he. So he was with St. Louis. He was traded there. He was just a nobody. I see. I mean, he could barely get the ball in the infield. He had one. I think he had one home run in St. Louis career. I mean, I don't know where this came from. If he just made a swing change, but number one, he obviously just got hot for the World Series, and that just you know had a hot streak of a lifetime. I've seen guys do. I've seen guys get on hot streaks to get college scholarships before yeah. you know a couple weeks. Yeah. So, but I'm looking at his projections right now. He's projected to hit 25 homers and hit 264. I think there's that, not a chance that he hits 25 homers. I mean, the ba- 25 home runs honestly isn't that much nowadays. No, it's not. But I, I have, I think that he is one of the most overhyped players in the league, and I think. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, right now he is. Well, yeah. Even, but I think even like factoring in like that, the, the, um, like the assumed overhype, just because you know he did something that no one else has done with the amount of homers. I think that he – I have no faith in him. I, I like, Obviously, I, I wish him the best, but, like, especially – I was thinking about this. There was a lot of talk during that series with uh, John Moseo at the Card GM, like, do you regret that trade? And he's like, he didn't really respond. But all the Cardinals – you know, all of Cardinals' Twitter was like, oh, what are we doing? But we got Matthew Libator, who's going to be a top-of-the-line uh, pitcher – in a couple years, and I still think that's a win. I still am not giving up on that, even though Rose Rain yeah, li- had that, that success. Guy, liber, liber, I don't know how to say Liberat, whatever. Liberator, Liberace. Yeah, I'm, that's always <laughs> been a weird name to me. But I mean, yeah, he's gonna be a good pitcher in Major League Baseball. But the Rays, they got Willie Adam, Adamus. Adamus. Okay, I, I'm not good with last names. I got you. Uh, I we got, got you. Wander Franco. I mean, he'll yes, he'll, he'll be, be in the majors by May, mm-hmm. maybe June. I don't know. He he'll be a, a great addition to that lineup. Kiermaier, I mean, he hits about 250 every year with about 10 to 15 home runs. G-Man Choi, Brandon Lyle. You know, yeah, G-Man Choi. Last year was his first year in Tampa, right? Um, was it? I think. Was he there a season before? I think that was his first year last year, but I might be wrong. Brandon Lowe, Austin Meadows. I mean, that's a solid lineup still. No, it definitely is. I mean, they're, they're I see legit. them go. I see them winning the wild card being number two. Okay, so let's go into so the um, the AL. Our, um, the only thing we disagreed on was the West. Yes. So then, two wild card teams out of the AL. The, that AL wild card run is going to be tight. I know. I w- you got Tampa. You got Oakland, Houston, Toronto, well, Anaheim. Well, I guess if Anaheim, Anaheim doesn't win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Toronto, Minnesota. I mean, that's just that's just a group. There's so many great teams in the American League. I like. My wild card, I don't know, one or two. I can't even. I can't decide that much. I, I like the Twins, and I like I like Toronto. All right, I'm going to say Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Okay. So I have the big difference between ours is that I have the Angels completely out, and you have Houston completely out. Yeah. And we, you know, the other one has them yeah. winning. Okay, so that's not too crazy. And then, like I said, the AL pennant, Chicago White Sox. The pennant. Um. Who would I pick in the pennant here? I don't. I gotta look at this Yankees lineup again. I mean, we're, we've got here. We got DJ. We got Aaron Judge. Hit, I mean, how do you? What's their pitching set? Oh, they got a great. I forgot. Oh, Garrett Cole. They got Talion. I mean, yeah. I can't bet against that. I, I've got to go Yankees. I could very easily see them getting. Um, so, are you thinking of Yankees Dodgers World Series? 
that could go back to the nineteen mid nineteen hundreds. Yeah, I mean, I know that's such a chalk pick, and it's no fun. That'd, but, that'd be cool to see. Like, I wanted the Cubs and White Sox just a few years ago, or not a few years ago, but last year. And I mean, stuff like that. That's just great to see. I could see. I think the White Sox. I would put as the front runners to beat the Yankees to go to, you know, because they. I, I actually would I say Toronto. Toronto's not that good yet. Toronto's still got a year. Yeah, and and the White Sox got better pitching. White Sox rotation stacked. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think I still confidently will say Yankees, but I think the White Sox would be next up on that All right. on that list. All right, so let's go to the NL. All right, we'll start in the East. All right, I got big thoughts. Mets are overrated. Well, yeah, overrated. That's not a question. Big Atlanta's time. definitely winning the NL, NL East. I agree. 100%. I don't think the New, I don't think New York Mets are that good. They added Lindor. They added um, who do they add in their rotation? Um, did they add anyone? They added they added a big name pitcher in their rotation. I believe Stroman was there last year. Yeah, they got. I mean, Stroman's there. Was number, was it Walker? Tion Walker? Was he in there last year? Let me ch- let me check. But, I mean, they got Degrom. I mean, Degrom's won, won two NL Cy Youngs well, in a row. I think Degrom wins Cy Young again. I know that's not a that's not a crazy thing to say, but I mean, good lord, when is he gonna stop? Uh, Carlos Carrasco was that who they picked up? I yeah, that was it was Took Carrasco, it? Carrasco from Cleveland. Degrom. I mean, they still got Syndergaard. I mean, Syndergaard's not as great as what he used to be, but. Is he hurt this year? Ah, uh, you, you might be right. But, um, speaking of the Mets, did you see that video? They were playing. It uh, was Taiwan Walker. Yeah, or no, no they, they already had Walker. I don't know, but that's a good rotation. Did you see that video? They were playing twenty-seven outs and they were celebrating. Did you see that? Vi- and yeah. everyone. Yeah. Who are these people? That was driving me absolutely insane. Have you ever played 21 outs or 27 outs in practice? We didn't, we didn't call it 27 outs. We just had our coach just be hitting balls all over, and we had to run, and we had to get the outs yeah. with different situations. So but. I, I, I had no idea that major league teams did this, but that was a popular thing you know, that I would do in practice. And when you, when you do it well, you celebrate like that. Like that was and all these people were like, oh. That's good for morale. They're practicing to win a World Series. Like, oh, people, you don't understand. That, that drove me crazy. I was seeing all these people on Twitter that were even like informed like baseball writers were like, like trying to make a joke. It's like, come on. Just, you you got to know, know a little better what they're doing here. Right. But no, I think the Mets are severely overrated. I, the Braves lineup is still amazing. I love what they're doing. I think, I think the Braves are, are. Uh, I feel very confident in that pick. Um, who do they? Does Soroka come back this year? The I Braves. Be, I believe so. He would be their number two. Overfreed. He could be their number one. Quite frankly. Yeah. When did he? Yeah, he's scheduled to throw a sim game. Uh, a couple days ago, he, he should have thrown one. All right, so let's move to the NL West. Two best teams, in, two best teams in the National League: Dodgers and Padres. I think the Padres win the NL West, and I think the Dodgers are. It has to. It's going to be like one or two games in between them. It's not going to be much at all. They're both going to have 90, 97, 98, even maybe even hundred wins. Triple touchage. Roto Champ has Dodgers at one hundred and one and Padres at ninety seven. Yeah, I mean I, it's I, it's it's up in the air, but I think San Diego is going to pull it out. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance that the Diamondbacks, Giants, or Rockies have any shot. No, Rocky, no. I mean, that's the reason they're going to have so many wins. Like, they might have more wins than what's listed just because the Rockies, Diamondbacks, I mean, they're not that great. No, they're not. They're not. I mean, the Rockies, quite frankly, on paper don't look too bad, but, you know, their their rotation isn't yeah. terrible. They, they got, I mean. Got Trevor Story. 
Yeah. Um, Ryan McMahon, a third now. Brennan Rodgers is coming up. Yeah. He was an early round pick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with the Do- I'm rolling with the Dodgers. I know you're rolling with the Padres, but I'm sure the we both have the other team in the wild card. So it. They'll, yeah, I mean they'll meet up somewhere. I mean, there's or something. there's no way neither both those teams don't make the playoffs. It's yeah. good like something truly has to go wrong for the Dodgers to miss. Something has to go wrong for the Padres to miss. Unless one of the teams from the East. Uh, Unless it's like a big battle in the East between like the Mets and the Braves, or maybe the Nationals, even. Yeah, what? Nationals. I forgot about the Nationals. What about I mean, the they're Phillies? still a decent team. I mean, their lineup on paper is wonderful too. Yeah. Can they pit? Who's there? I mean, they got Nola Wheeler. I guess that's really about it. Yeah, I mean, and those guys. None of those. Neither of those guys are that great that you no. would call number ones in almost any rotation. I think. Anyway. I think I. I think it's safe to say the NL East is the deepest division in baseball. Yeah, yeah, Maybe, definitely. Unless you want to say the AL East. Yeah, I mean, both, I mean, yeah, you got those three top teams in the AL West. I mean, AL East, sorry. And then the NL East, like you said, you got Atlanta going to be number one, New York at number two, and then Washington and Philly. I mean, both those teams are solid. Washington's got a great outfield. Yes. Schwarber, Soto, Robles. Uh-huh. I don't yeah, know. I don't. I think I would say like, NL East versus AL East. I think I would put the uh, NL East above the AL East, which is yeah, just shocking. Be, just because they're they might not have the the like the, the best, best team out yeah. of all of them, but I mean they're just up and down. They're the most solid. Even the Marlins can like they're not going to win, but like yeah, they're not going to be the hundred. They're not going to be the hundred lost Marlins that they used to be. No, they'll be just fine. But who do you have in the World Series from the NL? We got to do the Central still. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. I thought we were going to... Okay, yeah. So, I would like to start the Central, because I think this is going to be a long conversation. I'd like to start by going through RotoChamp, how they have it seated, or um, uh, wins, losses. They have the Brewers, number one, at 84 and 78. I don't see that happening. They got the Cubbies, number two, with 82 wins. They got the Reds, three, at 79, below 500. Cardinals, below 500, at 79. And the Pirates, at 63. I think... They these are absolutely absurd. Well, so I, I, the NL, NL Central's—they're—they're the, they're the worst division in baseball. You think so? Or the, it could be the AL West, but within the NL, within the NL, like when these NL Central teams are playing anyone besides NL the within division, so like, like the Dodgers, Padres—they're going to totally beat up on all five teams in NL Central. Yeah, you got the NL East, like we just talked about. That's a solid division that they're going to—they're going to be beating up on the NL Central too. Yeah. Like, whoever wins NL Central is going to have barely mid-80 wins. I think that – so I'm looking right now. Um, I pulled up because I wanted to see somewhere else, someone else's predictions. I'm looking at USA Today. They predicted the Reds – they predicted Cardinals 1, Reds 2, Cubbies uh, – Cards 1, Reds 2, Brewers 3, Cubs 4, Pirates 5. See, I don't see how you have the Reds that high. I think the Reds are underrated. I really, I really, really like the Reds last year. And who, what, they're just missing Bauer? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Reds lineup, I think, Ca- is... Cassianos, Moustakis, Suarez. Jesse I mean, Winker was unreal. Joey Votto, Senzel has been great. I think the Reds are, I think they, I think they have a better chance than the Cubs. I think, what are the projections? You think the Reds have a better shot than the Cubs? I do. I no do. way in hell. I think for sure. I'll get into the Cubs later. Yeah, because they're the NL, they're my NL Central champ. Well, that's not because I'm a fan. 
Really? I think I think the Cardinals and Cubs are going to fight for it, but I think the Cubs will come up on top. Let's talk about the Brewers here because I don't even – They don't have anyone in their rotation. Woodruff – They got Brett Anderson. Woodruff's going to be good this year. Okay, they got – okay, Woodruff and Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson pitched for – Well, they, who they – they still got – who's in the pen? They got Hayter. They got um, – Hayter's going to get traded. Not if they're good. Uh, who's the one that won Rookie of the Year? He's from St. Louis. Devin Williams. He was a stud. Um, I think their lineup's decent. Yeah, let me look. With Hiera, Arcia. They got Colton Wong, who I'm very, very sad to see go. They got Kane, Yelich, Keston Hira, Travis Shaw, Jackie Bradley. Oh, I forgot he was there. Yeah, he, he just signed a few weeks ago. I think, would I, could I argue to say that they have the best lineup in the Central? I the think Brewers? He, yeah. Uh, okay, so I mean, I guess me watching the Cubs day in and day out, maybe, maybe I'm a little biased, but I still think the Cubs had the best overall lineup up and down. You think so? Let me pull this up yeah. here. They're projected. Or let me hear. Right, here, I'll go. I'll go through yeah, the lineup right now without even looking at anything. Go ahead. We'll compare it here. All right. Well, Ian Happ. I mean, he had he had a great year last year. He's not gonna have as great a year this year. I mean, he's not gonna have a great as year this year as he did last year. But then you got KB hitting number two. KB, he's this is his free agent year. He's gonna have a great year. I think since seventeen, he's been kind of hurt. He's been dealing with that shoulder. He got hit in the. He got hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. It take when you get hit in the mouth by a pitch. I mean, it takes you a while to get back into it. Of course, I mean that's always in your head. You got Rizzo, number three. Rizzo's a consistent thirty home run, hundred RBI guy every year. He hasn't had. He hasn't had a non season like that. I since I don't know when. 14, 15? I, It's it's been a while. Mister consistent. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good. I think you got Wilson Contreras hitting cleanup. Wilson Contreras, second best catcher in baseball. Javi. With fans back in the stands, I think Javi's going to feed off that. That was what what Javi struggled with last year. He's Playing so in, unpredictable, though. Yeah, I mean, but he was he was the number two for MVPs in nineteen. Yeah, I th- he's Javi's just he's a great talent, got some great bat speed. So I mean, later on in his career, he's going to struggle. I think the Cubs. I don't think the Cubs should extend Javi because after his age 33, 34 season, his bat speed's going to slow down, and he relies on that bat speed. I won't get into a bat speed conversation. I am I am the biggest against bat speed ever. I think it is. I think it, it's almost like I brought up golf earlier. There's, you know, about Bryson DeChambeau. Obviously, uh, I think that's. Um, I think that's kind of in the sport in in mainstream sports that he's just ripping drives and he basically just turned into a meathead and he's trying to swing as hard as he can. But then there's guys that are messing up their swings and it's the same thing in baseball. I think bat speed is. Big, did Big Poppy have – we were talking about him earlier. He didn't have any oh, bat he had, speed. Oh, he had some good bat speed. At 41 years old and his yeah, overweight. Yeah. And he's still putting balls out. We, he, I, didn't, he didn't re- always rely on that bat speed like Javi does. No, Javi relies true. on that front step and that bat speed. Well, yeah, well because he's all or nothing. All right, so if I'm David Ross, it goes Hat, KB, Rizzo, Contreras, Javi at number five, Jock Peterson – I think that's the most At underrated, six. most underrated pick of, he's, of the. Uh, he's just like, he's just like Schwarber again. Schwarber as a fan, I would rather see Schwarber in left field, but I think Jock's going to produce just as much, the good of numbers as Schwarber would. And then, so for number seven, I got Hayward. Oh, I mean, you oh. have to start like he's in a few worst. years. It's going to be tough because we got we got two stud pro- outfield prospects that are going to have to play somewhere. Brendan Davis, Cole Rotorer, those are just great guys. That I mean. I can't see Hayward keep starting when these two guys are coming up that are going to produce the way that they're projected to produce. But when you're paying this guy $20 plus million a season, you have to put him in right field. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's a great right fielder. 
awesome. Great goal. He's a gold glover. Platinum glover, I think, one time. Got the worst swing ever. Uh, but, I mean, It's like a sissy out there. He brings his little hands oh, in. It's, it's so weird. It's absolute worst swing. Such a big... No, just such a powerful guy taking a little no, but sissy like, cut. Like I was talking about KB earlier with the with the mouth thing, getting hit in the mouth. Um, I mean, Hayward, Hayward was great up until then. After he got hit in the mouth, I mean, that's when he started to fall off. I don't know. I mean, to, in 2010, I mean, he won. He was second rookie of the year behind Buster Posey. Yeah, he came. He came on the scene all right, but I mean, I don't. His swing is just, and he stands like a hundred feet away. I mean, oh, he had a better a, season last year though. He was starting to come up last year. I I will never. He could he could bat a thousand. I would still say he's, he's terrible. Just because he played bad in St. Louis, big deal. I mean, yeah, but it, a lot of people it, play bad there. It, but it wasn't the way that he played bad. It was like just the way. I mean, I guess it. I mean that's kind of a weird thing to say. It was it was just because there was so much hype around him, and then he just sucked. I mean yeah. he was just the worst. I mean I could have produced better at the plate than he did. I, I don't know why the Cubs signed him to an eight year deal. I yeah, mean that was bizarre. We're gonna be also. we're gonna be he'll be still playing for the Cubs after we graduate from IU. <laughs> I mean that's unbelievable. Twenty twenty four is his last season. And that that's, is unbelievable. That's just amazing to me. And then pitcher number eight. I, I like I like batting the pitcher eight. That way you can turn around and put Horner at number nine. Horner's or, good. I like him. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people saying Horner might go down to AAA this year. Who would, who would? What position is he going to play? He play second. Who's gonna, is uh, Bode going to be anywhere? Yeah, I like Bode. Bode, he's great. I mean, he had a better season than KB last year, but I mean, that's not going to happen again. So it's going to be Bode or Horner, and whoever plays second base, I think should hit number nine. That way you can turn around that lineup. Technically, have Hap as the number two, KB as number three, and Rizzo as cleanup instead of the one, two, three. I don't know. I I think that I think that's a good lineup to have to put out there every day. Our rotation, on the other hand, we technically got Kyle Hendricks and the Iowa Cubs. It's crazy. So we got Kyle Hendricks, number one, like we said, top ten pitcher in baseball. Um, Zach Zach Davies, mm-hmm. decent pitcher, not great from the Padres, right? Uh, yes, he was part of that Darvish deal that mm-hmm. we got absolutely raped on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I don't know how that even happens. Um, Jake Arrieta. On, on his year out, I mean, not year out, but he'll be retiring here in the next few years. He ain't doing anything. Uh, Adbear Alzole, he's a good he's a good uh, starting pitching prospect, but, again, it's a prospect. I mean, we have no idea how that's going to turn out. Where's Alec Mills, the no-hitter? Oh, and Alec Mills. Alec Mills will be – I think they're going to put him at number five to round out the rotation. I don't see him facing every other team's two, three, four. No. Um, that's just the one thing the Cubs are ba- – like. What's the pen look like? So we got Wick. We got Kimbrell. Kimbrell, uh, man, I don't know. Jeremy Jeffers was our best relief pitcher last year, and he's gone. Where'd he go? He actually, okay, so he there's, there's a thing that happened just a few weeks ago. He signed with some team. I forget. Let me look it up real quick. That Cubs bullpen. When I think of Craig Kimbrell, I think of that the four-game sweep the Cards had against them. Uh, was that two years ago when, when Kimbrell gave up the back-to-back jacks? to? When, when it surprised me. I mean, Yachty and DeYoung. Uh, that that bolt and King Kimbrell hasn't been Craig Kimbrell for the Chicago. You said Cubs. Rowan Wick was one of the best pitchers on the pen. I mean, can he even throw a strike? I just he's not. No, I didn't say. He was, I said he's one of the. He's he's just he's, a name. He's a solid guy. Yeah, we got We don't have we don't have those stud relief pitchers like we did in '16 with Strope and Rondone and Chapman. But we've got a bunch of solid relief pitchers that will have ERAs in the threes. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think Kimbrell will start the year as our closer, but I don't think he'll end the year as our closer. Who do you think ends it? Oh, man, I don't know. We're gonna have to go out. We're gonna have to go out and trade for somebody or something. You think he just blows it? Yeah. Unless I mean, unless he goes back to his normal self. But 
I mean, yeah. in 19, after we signed him, I mean, he was a big disappointment. Yes. 2020 was not great at all. Nope. Uh, it's just, it's tough. He hasn't worked out too well. And he was one of the best closers. No, but so, Jeffers signed with some team on a minor league deal, but was like favored to make the 26 man yeah. roster. And I forget who it was. I'm trying to look it up right now, but I can't find it. And all of a sudden, just one day, he just tweets whatever his agent name is. It's like Josh Quacken. It's some weird last name. Mm-hmm. He goes, just re- he said, my agent, Josh some, something or other, mm-hmm. just ruined my life. <laughs> and then like an hour later, he gets uh, released. And like, it was a big thing on Twitter. Like, what's going on now? Like, what what's Jeremy Jeffers saying? Mm-hmm. And the guy, the agent that he actually posted on Twitter actually hasn't been his agent in two years. What? It made no sense because the, his agent is actually super active on Twitter. Uh-huh. And he's, he's actually a guy I don't really like. But, um, no, like, the guy was, like, making big deal about Jeremy Jeffers saying this, which, I mean, it makes sense to complain because that's kind of ruining his business. Mm-hmm. But I, it was just weird. Like, Jeffers was saying this guy ruined his life. I mean, he got released that day. And this guy wasn't his. It hasn't been uh, repping him for two years. Mm-hmm. Didn't make much sense. But okay, let's go on with the NL Central. So, um, where were we? So you went through the Cubbies. Yeah. Because I, I was saying that I didn't really. Cubs have... number one, Cardinals number two, Reds three. Let me get into the Cardinals. Let me go into them real quick. All right. So I think, I think Cardinals fans are expecting too much from the season. And I was too at first. I think I'm a little bit ahead of the curve because when Nolan came, I was like, "All right, we're winning the World Series. There's just no other option." Well, I mean, but they, they got the best first, first and third base duo yes. in the National League, and maybe in all of baseball. I think who else, who else do you think competes with them? Uh, the A's. Um, yeah, with Chapman and Olson. Olson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who else would I say first and third? I think those are... Well, KB, Rizzo, like, that's a good duo, but I don't think that competes with Arenado Goldschmidt. Yeah, I think that's more in the past. Well, they're those two are going to have a uh, statue at Wrigley. Are you serious? I think... No, I mean, I'm not going to... No, they're not having a statue now. But, no, I think out of everyone One on day. that 16 World Series team, there's going to be a duo statue of KB and Rizzo, the final out of the World Series. Because I feel like bo- those guys are both going to extend with the Cubs. Yeah. I would like to see those two guys the most. Uh, Rizzo, like... Extension talks are already getting pretty deep. As of like, I looked last night and they were pretty deep in conversation. But you, who would you rather have out of those two? Out of those two, to pick? Yeah. Uh, well, KB KB is a lot younger. Rizzo is just more consistent. I don't. know. It, it has to depend on what this year looks like. Because KB hasn't been the same since he hurt himself in seventeen. Rizzo, he, like I said, he's a thirty hundred RBI guy every year. So I would pick Rizzo right now. I would definitely pick him. Consistency. Because he's just a Cubs guy. Like, put a C on his chest. Uh, but the Cardinals Cardinals pitching staff, um, Flaherty, Wayno, KK. Uh, Wainwright's got to retire soon, right? How he, old is he? He's, how old? I think he's 39. He, this is his last year. He just signed a one year, him and Yachty both. Um, but Michaelis is going to not miss, he's not going to be here for the start of the season. But the pitching and the, the bullpen's going to be, I think, one of the best in the league. And they've got, so much starting depth. The pitching is never a problem for the Cardinals, but the offense is always a problem. I don't see how, once you get past Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, Arenado, and either DeYoung or Carlson, I don't see where... Yeah, but Car- Edmond and Carlson are solid players. They are. I mean, you can't hit... I mean, I don't see them as a one through five hitter. Edmond's going to be your leadoff. Yeah, I know. I don't... I don't Like, hey. that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, how, do you, how can you make the playoffs with a guy like that as your leadoff guy? 
See, that's where I wish there was a DH because then Matt Carp can be laid off, and he's been a great layoff hitter. Even though I mean, even though he's kind of sucked the last couple of years, he could be. Well, is great. he still gonna pit? Is he still gonna play second base or something? Um, he's been working in spring training at second base, but um, Tommy Edmonds got the job to start mm. the season. But um, and then the only other. I think Bader is kind of solidified. Yachty, we all know. He, I mean, what about Paul DeYoung? I mean, he's an under-the-radar guy. He'll be... He's had a bad spring so far. But well, who who cares be, about spring training? Spring training means something to start the season. Not really. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I do not think that. Tyler O'Neill. Speaking of spring training, Tyler O'Neill, who's going to... Who, who set himself to be the starting left fielder because he's had a couple jacks. He's hitting... I think he's hitting like almost 400 on the spring. <laughs> well, for like like spots like that... That you know you're in competition to like have a starting spot. Like I think spring training means something for that because those guys are treating every game like well, a, yeah. as a regular season game. But if I mean Arenado Goldschmidt, if they have a bad spring training, you're not going to worry. No, you still think that they're going to have a great uh, regular season. Goldschmidt always starts off slow, but yes, no, spring training doesn't matter for guys like that. But I don't think. I think there was that, like I said, there was that hype to start the season uh, when the Nolan trade came that we're just going to be the best team ever. But looking up and down this lineup, once you get past, like, the four and five spot, it's just like, oh. Yeah, I, so I don't know. So that's what, like I said, like, I think that's where the Cubs have you guys beat. I do. I agree. I agree. But I think pitching is far and beyond in the favor of the Cardinals. But I think that's why I like, who are we looking at? The Brewers, we were saying, we like their lineup, too. The it's just not, like, it's not deep. Like, they've got a good one through five, one through five. But six, seven, eight, I don't, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to take the Reds to win the division. Really? Crazy. I think I'm taking, I'm, man, I'm taking the Reds. I'm going Reds one. I'm going. I had them three, but. Pirates obviously are out of the question. Who, so between, let me see here. What was yours? Let me hear yours. So it goes Cubs, Cardinals, Cincinnati. Milwaukee, Cubs, Pittsburgh, Cubs, Cards, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh. Wow! Like I do like I do like Cincinnati's uh, roster. Mm-hmm. They've got some decent guys in the rotation. Like we said, we got Castellanos, Mustakis, Vado, mm-hmm. uh, Suarez. Suarez just hit forty home runs just a few years ago, I believe. Um, I like Reds one. Do I like? I, I I gotta go. I like Cards over Cubs pitching, and I'm a Cardinals fan. Uh, Reds one, Cards two, Cubbies three, Brewers four. But I do not feel comfortable at all for the Brewers in fourth place. But, I mean, someone's got to go there. Yeah, I mean, the, the NL Central, they're not as good as the NL East or West. But, I mean, we're just like, we got four teams that are. It's going to be competitive. Yeah, they're competitive. Which is, that's the way it's always been. It's been that it's way a, for a yes, long time. for a couple years. Okay, so let's, so. Division winners for each of us. I had the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Reds. And then I have the Cubs, the Braves, and the Padres. Okay. Who are your wild card teams? Oof. Well, the Pod. It'd be the Dodgers. Well, yeah, and Padres for me. Yeah. And then the Mets, I think. Yeah, the Mets. You'd have to put the Mets there. Someone from the Met- East. Mets have a solid team. If it's not the Mets, it's the Nationals. Yep. I mean, I think that's a solid. Uh, that's a solid postseason right there. And then who do you got winning the pennant? Dodgers. I mean, I can't pick against them. It's so hard. It's so hard to win two years in a row. I mean, no one's done it since the Yankees. I mean, ninety nine and two thousand. Well, if I go up against, 
am I really going to pick the Dodgers to win the series again? I mean, how can you pick against them? They have Kershaw, Bauer, Bueller. Yeah, I know. Fury. I mean, like, yeah, but they've had, they've, had a, they've had rosters like that for five years, and last year was their first World Series. And I couldn't pick it, pick against them then either. It, it, this is bizarre. How do they not win it? I mean, I'm looking at their lineup right now. You got Mookie, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, Bellinger, Smith, Muncie, Pollock, Chris Taylor. I mean, how do they lose a game? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's just a, it's a first-class organization. It's unreal. I mean, and they, they've got plenty of guys in their uh, farm system, too, that are just going to come up. And, I know. Oh, it's crazy. And, and I feel so gross picking them a win again, but they're my pick to win the World Series. All right. Well, let's go on from that. We Oh, we got oh no, we got award winners. Oh, yeah, we need to get to that. Okay, so MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year for each league. Who do you got? Um... Oh, Cy Young. Let me start there. We're just talking about pitching. DeGrom in the NL. I think that's, I mean, that's a chalk pick, but he's just unreal. And hmm, who won? Bieber won last year for the AL. Who do I? I don't think he'll have as great a year. Just Wait. As, DeGrom didn't win Cy Young last year, did he? It was Bauer, right? I'm sorry, but in the AL. Oh, in the NL? Well, it was Bauer. Yeah, it was yeah. Bauer. Cause it was Bauer, Darvish, DeGrom. Yeah, because the starting nine guys were at his thing, I remember. Um, but, so I like DeGrom. I, I, I don't know. Who do you like in the NL? For MVP? Uh, Cy Young. Oh, Cy Young. Oh, I put Blake Snell. Really? Yeah. I, I think he's going to have a great year in San Diego. He's going to love that city. I'm not a big Blake Snell guy. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. He's always been a great pitcher for Tampa. And I don't know. I I have him. I don't like I don't like picking like the Trouts, the Groms, the guys who are pretty much like everyone picks. I don't mm-hmm. like picking those guys. So obviously, if I had to put money down, I would say Degrom. But I'm for this. I'm gonna yeah. say Blake Snell. And then we go to the AL. Boy, is it hard to pick against Garrett Cole? That's who I put. I put Garrett Cole. Who else would you consider? Bieber was just in it last year. Won it last year. Who else would you consider? Oh, man, let me go to the betting odds here. All right, well, while you look that up, who do you got for NL MVP? Mm. Oh, who do I have for looking? Well, Honestly, I, I think this could be a little bit of an, a sleeper pick. I think Frankie Lindor could be NL MVP. Okay, I mean, that's a good pick. I mean, even though I don't, even though I was saying I don't think the Mets, I think the Mets are compl- very, very overrated, I think he could be. I got uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., um, and then I think Acuna and Bryant are going to be... Bryant, oh my oh, God. Oh, no. No, okay, so hear me out. Okay, so I wasn't the biggest fan of Bryant the past few years because, like, he hasn't done great. But, I mean, hopefully his shoulder hopefully his shoulder's back to normal. Maybe go back to himself in 2016. And his, it's his free agent year. I mean, he has a shot to make $300-plus million. I mean, with a, a year with 40-some home runs, 100, 110 RBIs, I mean, that could get him there. And I, th- I think he's got that in the back of his mind. I mean, look at Prince Fielder in 2010. Look at the year he had when he was a free agent. He had his best year ever. Yeah. I don't know. Like, when guys are just in their free agent year, like, I just feel like they've got an upper upper step on everybody. Yeah. No. No, definitely so. AL MVP. I, who I like? Who you got? Luis Robert. I feel like that's such a chalk pick, though. Why? Because I feel like, I don't know, because he had such a good year last year. Last year was his rookie year. I know. 
A chalk pick would be Mike Trout. Well, yeah, but Mike Trout's a three-time MVP. Well, well obviously Trout's the easy one, and I'm not going to pick Trout because I'm not going to. I I was picking Robert, thinking like this guy is going to come out of nowhere and win MVP. I'm looking at the betting odds. I like George Springer. I think that's a good pick. That is a good pick. I think um, Shohei Otani's got some good odds. He's plus three thousand. Well, that's one. probably probably because I mean. Pitcher and hitter. Yeah, how would you even judge that? that I know. I don't think that can even happen. Yeah, that's crazy. So, where were we? Uh, oh, we didn't pick AL Cy Young, did we? I don't think we did. Yeah, we did. Garrett Cole. Did we? Okay. So, do, how much do you know about rookies and prospects and stuff like that? I have not been too up to... Actually, no. I have a good pick. I like Sixto Sanchez for okay. Rookie of the Year. I think he okay. is going to be awesome. I had uh, It was up in the air for me between Cabrian Hayes and Sixto Sanchez. I think Hayes, Hayes is a great third baseman. He's probably going to hit third with Pittsburgh's lineup they got. Mm-hmm. But, no, I, I've i been following him for a while because the Pittsburgh Pirates AAA team is in Indy. Uh-huh. And I've always wanted to go watch him play in Indy. I haven't gotten a shot, but the Pirates are one of the farm systems that I've always, like, kind of followed just to know, like, when their guys get up to AAA, like, hey, mom and dad, let's go to a game. Uh-huh. But Is Mackenzie Gorgon going to make it to the league this year? Uh, I actually, I actually had like a little segment I was gonna talk to about in about five minutes. Okay. But um, AL Rookie of the Year, I got Ryan Mountcastle. He's Baltimore with the Orioles. Orioles, right? Yeah. Um, I'm he, looking at. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying about him? Oh no, I was just, I was just listening to Buck Showalter, like uh, the old Orioles manager, uh, yeah. and he was, he was just talking all this great stuff about Ryan Mountcastle. And the AL, like the AL rookies this year aren't going to be that great. I mean, you got Wander Franco coming up mid-year. Mm-hmm. But the chances of winning Rookie of the Year coming up mid-year, I mean, that's... I like... I'm looking at this here. I'm liking Nate Pearson or Garrett Crochet. Crochet, you saw a little bit of him with the White Sox. Just yeah. flame from the pen. And Nate Pearson, I don't know if he's going to start or not. I would have to look that up. But I think he, he's going to be in the bullpen. Is he? Yeah. See, but that's the only thing is that I don't know how you pick a, a, a guy in the pen to win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, but... but I like either of those two. Uh, who Was it Perez just a few years ago who was a relief pitcher? Uh, who are you talking about? I, I can't remember. But I know Neftali Feliz won Rookie of the Year as a relief pitcher for Texas in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would feel comfortable with either of those two. All right. So this is the final final little thing here. So I got two random prediction, predictions for the 2021 season. Okay. I'll name mine off, and while I'm talking about it, you can just think of yours. Okay. So I got Kyle Schwarber. He's going to hit 40 home runs this year. Okay. So 40? 40. He hit, he hit 38 in 19. I think it was 38 in 2019. Um, but, I mean, he's playing in Washington Park, New Park. I mean, he had an absolutely killer home run derby there. Mm-hmm. Their, um, their right field fence is, I think, 20 foot shorter than what's at Wrigley. So, I mean, he's going to be playing there 81 games in a, in a short little little short fence right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just – that outfield's great, like I said earlier. Robles, Soto, Schwarbs. Yep. I think so. I think Schwarber's going to hit 40 home runs this year. Okay. I, I was thinking that even at Wrigley. And you put him at a, f- a field that has a 20 foot shorter fence in right field. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's for a first for sure thing happening. Then I got Mackenzie Gore is going to be pitching in the World Series. No way. Yes, like the I said, gun. the Dod- uh, the Padres are making the World Series. We got Mackenzie Gore. He might not start, but he's coming out of the bullpen for the 2021 World Series champions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of – I mentioned before, I don't think of Rosarena. I don't know if this is – I'm trying to think of uh, who I, what else I like here. A Rosarena, 
I don't think he has a good year. I said that already. I explained that. I don't like. I don't. I think he's severely, severely, severely. You know what? I think my crazy prediction is I think the Marlins are going to compete in the East. All right. I think I don't. Obviously, I don't think they're going to win it. I don't think they're going to be. How many wins? They're projected at seventy. I think they can get close to eighty. I could see that. I mean, their lineup is not great, but they and they got they got two, three starters that can win games. Yeah, and win a lot of them. Um, what else? I think. Who else do I like? Well, as we're as we're talking, look. That's the uh, police escort NCAA teams right there. Oh yeah, sitting outside Assembly Hall. Uh huh. Where we can't go in and watch. Yeah, it's such so stupid. Um, as far as another prediction, who I, I'll go Cardinals prediction. I'll make it easy. Um, who do I like? I think KK is going to be the ace of the team over Flaherty come uh, second half of the season. Okay. I don't know if that's too much prediction because he kind of ended up that way last year. But I, Jack Flaherty, I love the guy. I love him very much. Love him on Twitter. Love the anger. Love the passion. That That's the kind of emotion I like. The Jack Flaherty's of the world. Well, like, like I said, personality. Yeah. Like, you bring your personality. But I don't – I mean, he just did not I, – I think it was just a, a career second half in 19. I don't see it necessarily happening again, even though – even though, I mean, I heard, like last year, I heard he was picked to win Cy Young. And I feel like this year. Flaherty? It, yeah. I, there was a couple people that I huh. that I listened to that picked him. But um, I think this year he's not even in that thought. So I think his stock has gone down. And I think it's going to, quite frankly, like he'll still be, he's still going to be a good pitcher. He's still our opening day starter. But I, don't, I think he's still a little bit overrated, quite frankly. All right. Well, we were sitting at an hour and 15 minutes. It's pretty good time. I mean, that went by pretty quick. I did. Yeah. Baseball talk for everyone. So I want to thank you for coming on. Hopefully maybe mid-season when the Cubs are first place in July. Maybe I'll have you back on. We'll see about that, brother. All right.